had a good time yesterday in our men's fellowship. And so I saved one of the questions that I had from the question box for a discussion time at our men's fellowship. And it was, it was an appropriate question for our men. Um, and I told them I had two questions, but we didn't get to the second one. And here's the, the second one that we would have asked yesterday, but you get a chance to uh, participate in it tonight. Here's the question. If you observe that a woman pastor is teaching the gospel and leading multiple people to Christ, should you encourage others to support her ministry? So that's the question. And, and uh, obviously those here um, over the years know um, where we stand um, biblically in, in terms of, of um, a woman in the role of a pastor. And just to remind you, uh, I think it's unbiblical to, to do that, to, to have a woman lead as a pastor. Um, in, in today's age, um, that is certainly in vogue. Um, it's, it's a part of the support towards women, and they would look at us as being archaic, probably, um, and not supportive of women. And I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, biblically, um, the qualifications for a pastor uh, are specific um, to, to male. Um, some would say that that is simply a sign uh, or indication of the culture of that day. Uh, and I would argue that it's not. For one, God knew that his word would stand in every culture. And he set some things uh, in place knowing that we would be living in 2019 in the day and age that we're living in. Um, he also know that this male-female battle would be a universal battle throughout the ages. It was set in the garden. This isn't something new. <laughs> this isn't something that's just to our culture. This is something that started way back when Adam sinned. And so um, if, if we look at, at, at God's intent and, and in Scripture, we see that he has, but it comes down to this, he has specific roles for men, specific roles for women, and yet he sees both as equal in value and, and worth. There's no um, difference in that regard. And so God, God does it that way. One of the indications that um, God did not intend uh, for women to serve as pastors, one of that would be Jesus and his, his role towards his disciples and towards women in general. Jesus had very much had a respect for women. You can see, is it John 8 or John 9? I think John 8 with the, the woman caught in adultery, and they tried to catch Jesus in their nonsense because it was obviously two people caught in the very act, and they only brought one to Jesus uh, for judgment. And he did something that was a flip to his culture. And that's not the first time or the only time he would do that. So he showed there uh, a mighty respect um, for women. He saw that as he healed uh, different women, interacted with different women. Uh, Mary Magdalene was one as well. So throughout his ministry, um, he showed that he went against his culture in their attitude towards women um, and, and, and raised... Um, he raised the respect 
to something that um, didn't go along with the culture of his time. One of the things that Jesus did is that he chose 12 men as disciples and as apostles, and he chose those men to be pillars of the church. Not a one was a woman, not because Jesus was against women, but because that was the order that he put into practice, and not because that was a culture of his day. He was very ready to go against anything in his culture, and he often did. And so what we need to do is just look at what does God's word say, what does it teach, um, and what does he do? Now, that still doesn't answer this question. If we see that a woman pastor, here's the question. If you observe that a woman pastor is teaching the gospel and leading multiple people to Christ, should you encourage others to support her ministry? Let me take the first part of that. Woman pastor, which I disagree with, teaching the gospel. Is it possible for a woman pastor to teach the gospel? I disagree with women as leaders, but it is possible for a woman to teach the gospel or at least to project the gospel by word of mouth. Um, I think that style of ministry is flawed because of the reasons I gave earlier. Um, But I think it is possible for the gospel to go out. And so God has used a number of ministries, a number of people who are flawed in their uh, uh, character or behavior, who may even go against his word. And for his own reasons, God has used that for his glory. Um, Paul said <clears throat> that there are some who preach the gospel with wrong motives, but he was happy that still the gospel was preached. And here's how powerful God is. God is able to go beyond the sin, wickedness, or motive, wrong motive of a person and take the very gospel and use it with his power. It's like if a seed is planted, this, the power is in the seed and not in the person planting it, even though Uh, In this case, God wants his order to be maintained. And so um, it is possible for God to use the gospel even though it comes from flawed hearts or flawed hands. Um, And I'm humble in that because I don't think that um, I've been perfect in my ministry to, to... for God to put his stamp of approval and say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to really bless this because, you know, Brian is so pure, he's so good, he's so down to my word. That, that's just not true, and it's not the way God works. Thank God for that. Otherwise, I would not be able to be used at all. Now, that does not belittle the qualifications of a pastor. I think uh, we need to step up. We need to be in line with those qualifications. So here's the answer to the question. I do not support ministries. Um, who, who's, who, who take this on and, and who uh, um, have women pastors. I, 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 I don't have a real fellowship with them in, in a strong sense. At the same time, I don't disrespect them. Um, I have family members uh, who, who are pastors, who are women, um, and um, try to be in touch and close friends with them, although I disagree uh, with their stand. I have uh, family members who, uh, who have churches who are okay with that and, and promote that. Um, again, I'm able to fellowship with them, recognize them as fellow believers. Uh, I love them. I encourage them in God's word. I do not join forces with them in, 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 uh, uh, th- in things that are um, quite significant to the gospel. But uh, again, I don't disrespect them at all. So 
The question again, if you observe that a woman pastor is teaching the gospel and leading multiple people to Christ, should you encourage others to support her ministry? I would not encourage others to support and, and to go and be a part of that ministry. Um, I, I would encourage them to be a part of this ministry. Um, but I wouldn't disrespect that ministry. I would try to, in some way, um, support uh, believers as believers, though I differ with them and can't join forces with all that they, all that they are part of. So that's, that's the long, long answer uh, to that question. But what we have is um, all of us um, probably are affected in some kind of way by uh, uh, somebody in our family who we may truly call believers, but um, don't agree with, with um, their stance in, in, in everything. Um, I do think this, that I try to put the gospel as the most significant and important thing. If a person has the gospel right, I can get along with, even though we can disagree on some minor um, issues. And that is one of the minor issues um, below the gospel. It is not the gospel. Um, whether or not you uh, believe a woman should be a pastor is not the gospel. doesn't affect what the gospel says. Is this important? Yeah, I believe everything in God's word is important, and I try to follow that. Um, but I think you can preach the gospel, and I can disagree with you on that. Um, but I will disagree with you on it. I'm not saying, you, you know, that's okay and I, I'm flexible and you can think as whatever you want. I'm still going to stand on the word of God uh, in regards to that. Discussion. Yes. It does. Mm-hmm. That des definitely changes uh, that, and I'm not able to, to look into any of that as I look at this question, but you're right. If that will fall in line with Scripture, one of the things the Scripture says is not archaic. It's simply the Word of God. A woman should not usurp authority over man, um, and, and that's true in the church. And so if a women are leading women, and that's what we encourage. We have a, a lot of gifted women uh, here in this church, and... Um, and so it's not that a man would know doctrine better than a woman. That's, that's just not the case. Um, and God knew that, that when, he, when he set those guidelines. Um, so if in that scenario, a woman was teaching women in the church, and church grew because of that, well, praise God. <laughs> that's just her doing what God has called her to do and doing it very well. Um, I knew a man who was, at one time, part of our Grace Partners, the pastors group, and uh, um, uh, his, his wife had a role in the church. Well, I'm not, I never attended his church. So I'm not quite sure what all was happening there. But it came to be that she was, she was a better speaker than he was. <laughs> and that caused a few problems uh, in the church. I reminded him, this is not based on your giftedness. This is based on the truth of the word of God. So, uh, you know, brother, you got a problem. You, <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've got some issues uh, to, to deal with. But 
Um, one of the reasons why I say what I say is that many um, godly women have taken on positions that they otherwise I don't think would have taken if there were godly men willing to take on those roles and those positions. And I see that way too often. Um, you know, up until a certain few years ago, it was not even popular to, 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 to teach um, sexual abstinence and that, that men should be uh, abstaining from, from sex before marriage and outside of the marriage and so forth. And, and a lot of the so-called uh, women's movement have come because men have stepped aside from the role that they should be taking. And that's true in the church as well. Uh, particularly in the black community, in the black church, um, many of the men were just absent. And women were left to, 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 to hold things together. And they have assumed roles as a result of the absence or the uh, non-willingness of, of men to do what they really should be doing. And so they have stepped up and kept things going. Uh, I don't agree with that, that structure because I don't think it goes with scripture, but I don't fault um, individuals who have done their very best in that structure and, and men have not stepped up and, and being the leaders that they really ought to be. All right, Brother Andy. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. I actually have two, so I'll do one and then we'll digest that and I'll come back to the second one. <clears throat> I like what you said about a uh, female pastor, you wouldn't discourage her ministry, but you would r recommend that they, they go elsewhere where there's a biblical foundation for the church. Um, I'm thinking about the disciples when they're out with Jesus, and there was another group that were leading people uh, in a spiritual way, and Jesus responds. I think they said that they, they had not received the Holy Spirit, if I remember right. And Jesus said, he who is not against us is for us. Now, he didn't put them down, but he didn't tell his disciples to go join up with them, and you'll find new ones. Uh, it, it, it corresponds very closely with what you said. He, he didn't disagree, but you know, he didn't also bless it and say, yeah, this is just as good as what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good point. All right. I think um, the thing you have to be careful with is when you go down that road where you would allow... Um, there to be the women pastor, you're circumventing God's plan. And when you start to circumvent God's plan, even when you use culture as a um, argument for that, you open the door to circumvent God in other simple ways. That means like a homosexual pastor. That means God's plan for marriage. You start to get wiggly with a lot of the, the statutes that he had set forth when you start getting weak on this set, this one as well. I think that that's so true. Um, if we don't recognize that God has roles for men and roles for women in the church, in the family, then we start to say that they're, they're, um, you, can, you can change and, and put anyone in that position. That's, that's what culture is saying. Uh, but that's not what God's word says. You know, from the very, if you go right back to Genesis, Genesis 1, 26 on, God created man in his image. Male and female, he created them. Now, God could have made us 
like worms where there was no gender difference and that either one could, could function in any role. He did not. He did not. He did so intentionally. God knew what he was doing. So this whole thing of gender confusion, um, it, it starts with just that. It starts with the okay and the not from the church that goes directly against God's word, and then we wonder why we're confused on so many different issues. Um, Brian, and then check it out. It suggests that somebody can't submit to somebody else unless they're inferior to them. And it's no different than the thought of a male superior argument to me. Because a male superior argument is women to submit because they're inferior to men and then the women pastor are saying, well, we don't, you don't have to, we don't have to submit to you because we're not inferior to you. Same thing. But the son submits to the father. He's not inferior to the father. Mm-hmm. And the spirit submits to the father. He's not inferior to the father. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we take the biblical way of submitting and leadership, and we twist it all around if we follow that kind of logic. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of order and, and what order God has set. Chantel? You know, back in the day when you know, fathers went around or male leadership wasn't around, and you go back to like slavery times where fathers and mothers were ripped away from each other and they weren't able to raise their kids the way they wanted. That's not the case anymore. Like, I think now, instead of when people see something that they like, and women will say they like seeing other women in control, it's just some of us do. But when they see that, they don't go back and examine like why that's wrong and why that shouldn't continue. We just kind of say, Oh, well, that actually worked. Look, she led somebody to Christ. It must be okay. She must be doing something right. And not necessarily. Just because somebody, a good person, grows up in an abusive home doesn't mean that's how they should have been raised. Or if, if any other situation like that, anything else that we don't like, we examine and say, okay, well, that was, that was just the Lord's mercy on that. We shouldn't emulate that in any other relationship. Mm-hmm. And they should do the same thing with female pastors. Say, you know, that's God's mercy that this person came to Christ in this church. We should not emulate that leadership because it's not godly. And then in today's day and age, nobody really has an excuse to say, well, it ain't no man. It ain't no church because I know a good one. And you could definitely come here and come where the leadership is correct and where that is being upheld. Now, it is true that the more and more you push that kind of view that, yeah, you're going to have fewer and fewer churches that fall in line with God's plan. So you might have to work a little harder to find one that rejects that structure. Um, the other thing I was going to say is we have a culture in the world and in the church that says, hey, if it works, use it. If a structure, if something works and it's successful, success trumps everything. If, if it's successful, then it's a good model and let's use it. Instead of what does God's word say and come back to the real basics of what does God intend? What structure does he place for us in his word? Um, let's stay with that. And though it may be difficult to do things that way, and we may even not have as much success as somebody else might seem to have, we are going to be obedient to God's word first and let him deal with the success and the results of it. Somebody else had, okay. uh, Okay, we'll take Don and then we'll come back to the bill. Have the mic for you. The switching of the roles in the home, we have 
as, I mean, as Christian homes, switch the roles where the, you know, the father used to be the one that was the one that made, did the work in, and the, not that wives didn't work, but we've switched a lot of those roles, and you will see a lot of the father standing home and doing the things that the mother used to do, and the mother now is the one that's doing all the work and um, doing what the male used to do. And there is a dynamic to that that leads to um, we'll do, we'll switch those roles because they work for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily how God meant it to be. Not that it's evil that, um, um, that you have to do different things at different times in your life, but the way that we switch those things and make it seem like it's an okay thing to do just because it works for us and it's not necessarily God's role for us, but we just do it because it is financially beneficial for us or um, uh, it just seems to fit our situation better. And so mm -hmm. we say, okay, God is okay with this. Is he really? And then when we switch those roles in the church and we say, well, this works because we got so many women that are qualified to do this and um, there's so many of them out there who want to do it and are good at it, why What's not? What's wrong with it? Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, Interesting in Sunday school, Brian is going through to Titus, and he had us memorize these things. Paul was addressing a church that was really removed from like traditional Jewish culture, but there was sin in that church and there was wrong structure. He sets things back in line, not to line up with Jewish culture, but to line up with biblical culture. Y you remember. <laughs> Wasn't it to Titus, he said, hey, you know, you got some lazy folks over there. You're going to have to stir them up. You're going to have to challenge them. Um, and he's saying, let's get back to basics. Young men be this. Older men be this. Older women be this. Younger women be this. And I know we have people trying to preach and teach today that that's just cultural, culturally related. And no, it isn't. There is a specific order that God would have us to live in and even if all of society goes against it we need to stand in that order in our homes and in the church you're right we're going to see churches that don't grow as big as the other churches that accept everything and don't have any real strong rules or don't say no to much uh, yeah people are going to flock to them um, they're going to be involved they're, they're going to be popular um, but if that's what you want popularity um, and, you know, um, pleasing everybody, then, then that's what you'll get. But you won't be pleasing God as well. All right, so it's an interesting question, interesting discussion. I appreciate um, your thought. The reason why we take questions is because they, they prompt us to think and to think a little bit more deeply. Um, as a pastor, I'm amazed. I, I preach and I teach God's word. Um, but not everybody is an active listener. And they can hear something and think they got it. But then when you hear it uh, in discussion and you hear uh, what, what they're saying, you realize, okay, maybe there's some things that just went over and just didn't connect. We had a great discussion yesterday in our men's group in fellowship. And that's why we took one of our questions. And uh, we're in a group where um, the men are okay to... to, to, to to push back with an answer. I like that. So, okay, you can tell me exactly what you think and I can challenge you on that. Brian did a great job in responding to uh, some of the questions as, as, uh, as we dealt with them there. So 
I want to encourage that. <clears throat> when we were going through the, uh, uh, the great uh, challenge um, in sovereignty in our church, one of the things I encouraged was open discussion. I wanted people to talk. I wanted them to debate. I wanted them to use scripture. I wanted them to, to wrestle with an issue so they might see and think more deeply about it. And several people just did not want to do that. And they decided uh, that that wasn't for them. So we want to use discussion to promote our thinking and promote biblical thinking and promote um, um, biblical understanding of, of what God actually says. Thank you for your, um, your attention to, uh, to our question and answer time. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we pray for your blessing as we leave this place, as we, um, as we um, look forward to this week ahead. We pray for your wisdom, for your strength, for your grace to face um, each day. And that we would live lives that bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.